All right, we're going to get right down to business. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Isaiah chapter 10. We're going to read verse 12 there. But I'm hot up here. You guys hot? Jesus, I'm hot. It's hot up here, yeah. Thank you. My God. Woo! That's better. All right, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 12. Now, I've been preaching on this for the last two weeks now, and I believe that I'm going to finish today. And I've been talking about, um, are you producing good fruit? And um, in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 12, it says there, so when the Lord has completed all his work of judgment on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, he will say, I will punish the fruit. And there, when it says fruit, it, it is specifically talking about their thoughts, their declarations or their words and their actions. And he says, I'm going to punish the fruit, you know, and in Matthew chapter seven, verses 16 through 20. It says there by their fruit, you will know them or recognize them. That is by their contrived doctrine and self-focus. I'm reading the Amplified. And then it goes on to say, do people pick grapes from thorn bushes, right? Or figs from thistles. And it says there, even so, every healthy tree bears good fruit. Right, right. But the unhealthy tree bears bad fruit. And he says, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. That's, that sounds good, Chess. Thank you. And he says, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And he says, therefore, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Now, for the last couple of weeks, I said this, that we've been talking about the fact that the fruit of your life is in what you think on a regular basis, which produces the fruit of your lips or the words that you speak. And then ultimately, it produces the things that you do or your actions. Right? We talked about that. Now, this is the fruit that begins to grow out of your life. These are the things that God is looking at. And ultimately, these are the things that God will be judging us for. Right. So we better make sure that we have good fruit. Amen. So we talked about that. We talked about the fact that, you know, if you think on crazy thoughts, if your mind is filled with crazy things and you're allowing crazy thoughts to come into your mind, it's going to begin to influence what you say and then ultimately what you do. Right. Your thoughts, whatever you pour into yourself on a regular basis is going to come out of you. And I always say, you know, if it ain't in the pot, it can't be stirred. <laughs> so whatever you put on the inside, that's what's coming out. If everything you put into your eyes and through your ears is filthy, then you're going to have filth on the inside of you. If you have poison on the inside, poison's going to come out. All right, we can't mess around with this. That thing just drive me crazy when it start whistling like that. Turn that thing off. All right. <laughs> crazy thing. So we want to make sure that whatever we're allowing to come into our minds, primarily through the, what, we, what we look at, what we hear, are right things. Because if, if right things are not coming in, right things are not going to come out. You know, you know what's on the inside of you based upon what you say. If you get ticked off and the first thing you do and start cursing. 
That's what's on the inside of you. Right? Whatever's on the inside of you, that's coming out when, a pl when pl pressure's applied. Right? So you want to make sure that if you don't want to be cursing no more, stop, stop putting curses on the inside of you. And here you are watching a, a movie. Right? I can't, wa I can't watch movies like that. You know, they curse for no reason. I mean, like, it's just like, for no, there ain't no reason why, I mean, you could have just, you could have said something else. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, like, if it just goes by, you know, they say something. That's one thing. But I mean, just like, just deliberate, and it's just like, F everywhere. And, you know, you put all that stuff on the inside of you. <laughs> when pressure's applied, that's what's coming out of you. Whatever you think, in abundance, that's what's coming out of you. You cannot think on that stuff and have that stuff coming into your mind, to your ear grates, and through your eye gates and think that you're not going to be speaking that stuff. It's going to influence your words and then it's going to influence your actions. We talked about that, so I'm not going to spend a lot more time on that. But if you want to look at, you know, we're on Facebook Live and on YouTube, you can go back and you can look at the first two messages. I really got into that. Today I want to talk about something different because we're going to switch gears, right? Because what should you be doing, right? That's, I, I spend all that time talking about not allowing the bad stuff to come in so that we can now talk about what you should allow to come in. Can you say amen? So now, Proverbs 8, verses 14 through 21. Now, this is the voice of wisdom speaking. And it says, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. And it says, power and strength are mine. And he says, by me, kings reign and rulers decide and decree justice. By me, princes rule, and nobles, all who judge and govern rightly. And it says, I love those who love me. Now, I want you to understand, this is, wis this is wisdom speaking. This is not God. Because God loves everybody, right? But wisdom says, I love those who love me. <laughs> so this is not God. God loves you no matter what you do. But wisdom says, I love those who love me. <laughs> and it says, and those who seek me early and diligently will find me. So I want you to understand, you have to look for wisdom. Wisdom is not going to just knock down your door and just come into you. You, gotta, you have to look for wisdom. You have to seek after it diligently, right? It's not just going to happen. And he says, if you do that, see, riches and honor are with me, right? You want riches and honor? He says, get, get some wisdom, and, you, and you'll, you'll learn how to be able to acquire those things. And he says, enduring wealth and righteousness or right standing with God, those things are with me. And he says, my, see, the fruit, my fruit. See, this is wisdom speaking. Wisdom says, my fruit or what practicing wisdom produces is better than gold. Even pure gold. And he says, and my yield or what wisdom produces is better than the choicest silver. He goes on to say, I, wisdom, walk in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice that I may cause those who love me. You hear this? If you got to love wisdom. He says, I'm going to cause those who love me to inherit wealth and true riches and that I may fill their treasuries. So, again, this is, this is the wisdom of God. This is not God himself. This is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God says, look. If you love me, I'll love you. <laughs> and he says, and if you love me, then I'll make sure that you find the ways to the path of, of, of you know, righteousness, justice, wealth. All of those things belong to me if you find me. 
But in order to do that, you got to seek for me. You can't, you're not, I'm not just going to jump in your head. You have to seek after me diligently. And then you'll be able to find me. Can you say amen? Let's look at one more scripture. Proverbs 8, 32 to 36. It says, now therefore, O sons, listen to me. For blessed, happy, prosperous, and to be admired are those who keep my ways. This is wisdom talking again, right? And it goes on to say, heed, pay attention to my instruction and be wise. And do not ignore or neglect it. Then he says, blessed, happy, prosperous, and to be admired is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorpost. For whoever finds me, again, this is wisdom, finds life and obtains favor and grace from the Lord. My God. But listen to this. But he who fails to find me sins against me or injures himself. He says, if you fail to find wisdom, you're going to sin against yourself. You're going to injure yourself. And he says, all those who hate me love and court death. My God, all those who hate wisdom, love and court death. That's just a mouthful right there. But I'm going to get into this and just let me let me let me jump on this. Now, you know, this past Sunday, I was ministering on the subject of the importance of being fruitful for the Lord. Right now, today, I want to share with you the fruit of walking in the wisdom of God and the fruit that wisdom will produce. Now, first of all, I want to define wisdom to you. Wisdom is the ability to take the knowledge that you have, right, and to use it accurately to get results. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is the practice of knowledge. Wisdom is also, is also defined as insight from God's perspective or insight into the true nature of things. When wisdom is applied, it produces the fruit of favorable results, right? You want something to happen, right? Now you need knowledge to find out how to make that happen, and then you have to apply that knowledge in order to make it happen. Does that make sense? Now, remember the fact that information, good or bad, goes into your mind, makes its way into your heart, then it produces words and actions. Now, for the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about that. And we talked about what happens when you allow negative stuff to come on the inside of you. Now, on the reverse side, you can allow positive stuff to come on the inside of you. And that will begin to influence what you say and what you do. Can you say amen? amen. So now we're going to talk about the fact that right information can produce positive results. Now, in the beginning of this year, this is what God told me. He said, if you're going to go further in life, you're going to need to acquire more knowledge. That's what God told me. If you want to go further than what you are right now, you're going to have to acquire more knowledge. Now, again, knowledge is, the, is accurate information, and it is the seed that you sow into your mind if you want to get better. Can you say amen? amen? But having knowledge into your mind isn't enough. Once you have that knowledge, you have to apply that knowledge. You know, I know people that they, they, you know, go to school and they got more degrees than a thermometer, <laughs> but they don't. Apply, but if you don't apply all of that, not because all you get from school is knowledge, right? You get knowledge that you don't get wisdom. You get knowledge. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to school to be a surgeon. Well, they're going to give you knowledge to be a surgeon, but until you cut somebody open, <laughs> you're not practicing what you know. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, until you put that 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 you know that uh that scalpel into something and cut it open. You ain't you ain't no surgeon yet. You just you just know what you just know how to do it. You know, I can we can take you on a flight simulation and you can get behind, you know, you look you feel like you're flying. You ain't flying. And I can teach you everything you need to know. Right? Well, I can't, but somebody can teach you everything you need to know about flying a plane. But until you get in that plane and start flying it, you are not applying what you know. Can you say amen? So knowledge is just information. Right? Accurate information. And information can be good or bad. So it depends on what type of knowledge you put on the inside of you. But God said to me, if you want to go further in life, you need more knowledge. You need to know more or know what you don't know. I was talking to somebody yesterday. I said we should never get to a point in our life where we feel we know everything. Because the minute you think you know everything, you cease to grow. Whenever you get to a point where you feel like, I know that. <laughs> and you don't need to learn anymore, you stop growing. So I want to continue to grow constantly. So I, 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 I want to I learn what I don't know. And that means you got to have a teachable spirit. You got to be able to be taught. Now, I put here, once you have that knowledge, you have to apply that knowledge, right? The application or the fruit of knowledge is the practice of wisdom. Wisdom is when you do what you've learned. And the fruit of wisdom is favorable results. <laughs> when you begin to apply knowledge accurately, eventually you'll obtain results. If you're broke right now, it's because either you don't know enough about how to manage your finances or you're not doing what you know. Either one of those two things. Either you don't know, right? And my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, right? So it begins with knowledge. You got to get knowledge. So now you've read all of the books, you know, and stuff like that. You've been to the seminars and they say, you know, you know, you got to you got to save, you know, money. OK, but then. Once you come from that seminar, do you do it? You got the knowledge now. You read the book, been to the seminar. But if you don't do what you know to do now, you're not practicing wisdom. You just got a head full of knowledge. Like I said, man, I know people that got a head full of knowledge, but they, they, they don't practice it. And it's evident by their lifestyle. All right, this is not going to be a message to have you shouting and rolling around on the floor, foaming at the mouth. This is not that kind of message. <laughs> now, again, the fruit that wisdom produces is favorable results. See, if you, if, you, if you practice wisdom long enough, you'll get results. This is not, and, and, and let, me put, let, me, let me say that right now. You can't just, you know, do something today one time and then think it's going to erase Everything you've been doing for the past 20 years, 30 years. Well, you know, I did do it. I did give one time. <laughs> you know, like I did. You know, open up an account. You put some money in it. Like, you know, you got to. This, this is something that doesn't happen overnight. It's something that's built. Something that you, that you have to apply on a constant basis if you want to see results. When I first started saving, it was, a few, few, it was a few bucks, you know, I was like, you know, at least it was something. At the end of that year, I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. You know, I got some money saved. You know, it didn't happen one, one night. 
a, a little bit consistently over time. And that goes for anything in life. I'm not just talking about money. That's anything in life. Anything you want to see changing with regards to your life, you have to do, you have to do something on a regular basis in order to get that desired result. If your relationship is not, you done had a bad relationship for, 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 for 10 years, it's not going to change just because you walked in the door one day and said, I love you. <laughs> it's going to be something that you're going to have to do over a consistent basis until that person feels like, yeah, this person really does love me. You know, and then, it, then it, a change will begin to take place. All right, you guys don't look like you're happy about my message today, but that's all right because I'm going to keep preaching it. <laughs> now, let me just make it more clear. Now, when God tells you to do something, he is imparting godly knowledge into you. Now, if you decide to do it, you'll be practicing godly wisdom, right? Because God can tell you to do something, and you can say, I'm not doing that. <laughs> now, you know to do it. No, God can tell you, I want you to forgive that person. How many of you know you need to forgive? Okay. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to, don't raise your hand. <laughs> How many of you actually forgive? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> you know, and so you got to think about that, right? I know that I'm supposed to forgive. You got knowledge. I know that. But if you're not doing it, you're not practicing godly wisdom. You're not practicing what God is telling you to do. So you're not walking in wisdom. You just got head knowledge. I know I need to give, but do you give? I know I need to, how many of you need, know you need to pray every day? You don't? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just in case you don't know, everybody in here should spend time with God every day. I need to pray every day. Now, if I asked everybody how many of you actually do that, that now the hands may be a little bit different when they, when they go up. How many of you know you need to read the word of God every day? See, now this is knowledge. How many of you know you need to read the word of God every day? Okay. And then, then I'll ask somebody, well, why don't you? I didn't have time. I was busy. This was going on. That was going on. Whatever, you know. But I know I need to do it. So you have knowledge, but you're not practicing wisdom. And if you don't practice what you know, you're not going to get good results out of life. I want to be strong in God. Well, if you want to be strong in God, you're going to need to spend time with him on a daily basis. <laughs> Again, you're not just going to be strong in God because you want to be strong in God. It takes effort. You, gotta, you have to meet with God every day so his strength can come on you. That's why I says put on the whole armor of God. You just, it don't, won't just jump on you. It's not just going to get on you. You got to put it on every day. Before you walk out that door, you got to put the armor of God on. Now, when you begin to practice godly wisdom, listen to this. See, the, the scriptures say you will obtain favor and grace from the Lord. So you get the favor of God on your life, but also grace, which is God's empowering presence on your life, Helping you to do what you cannot do in and within yourself. So if you want God's favor on your life and his grace on your life, he's saying you must walk in godly wisdom. 
you must do what the word of God tells you to do. And again, either you don't know what you need to do because you're not reading the word of God or you don't listen to the word of God or you're just not doing it. Either way is detrimental to your life. You know, I was talking about this before. I said, you know, what you don't know can and will hurt you. You know what I'm saying? You know, just because you don't know doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt you. You know, like a baby. You tell a baby, don't touch that stove. It's hot. The baby doesn't know what hot means. <laughs> but if that baby touched that stove, you're going to find out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what he don't know or she don't know will hurt him or her. So we're responsible, first of all, to find out. And that's why God says, I want you to read your word every day, right? Because that's how you find out. That's how you know. And then I want you to do what you, now, now you just can't, you know, okay, I know, I know not to do that. Touch it anyway. I don't want you to fornicate. I know that. But I want to. All right. You guys are not liking my message, man. You guys ain't liking this word today. But it's the word. Yeah. All right. Let's, 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 let's take this a little further. Let's go a little deeper. Turn to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. How many of you want to be successful in life? Two of you? <laughs> you want to be successful in life? See, people are like, uh-oh, you're going to say something. <laughs> but, but do you know that this is the only place in Scripture the King James, right, that, it, that this is the only formula for success according to the scriptures. You don't find this word success any other place than right here. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. He's telling Joshua, he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Right, so he says, you're going to speak the word of God constantly. It, it won't, you cannot allow it to ever stop coming out of your mouth. Right? He says, but you shall read and meditate on it. When you feel like it, you guys reading it with me? You should read and meditate on your word when? When you feel like it? When, uh, you know, when, when I'm looking for a scripture to help me out of a jam? <laughs> How often should I be reading the word of God? Day and night, right? I'm not making this up, right? That's what the Bible, that's what the Bible is saying, right? We're reading this. You shall read, and in the Amplified it says you shall read and meditate on it day and night. Not when I feel like it. Not when, you know, not when I'm just, you know, hey, man, you know, do you find that scripture? No, let me, let me see if I can look at that. No. Day and night. And he says, so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. See, if you don't read the word of God, then you'll never know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, you can't do it. So he says, I'm making you responsible. I want you to read the word of God. On a consistent and constant basis, day and night, I want you to meditate on it so that you can be careful to do not just some stuff in there, not the stuff that I, I agree with. <laughs> See, we have people that read the Bible and they'll just do what they agree with. I agree with that. Now, I don't really agree with the giving part, but, you know, <laughs> and I'm really not really down with all of this forgiveness stuff. You know, I'm not, you know, if somebody, 
does me wrong. I got to get my revenge, you know. I'm not really with that. You know, so you can kind of, you know, <laughs> section the Bible off, right? This the stuff, I'll do this stuff over here. This over here, I can't really mess with that. <laughs> I can't really get with that. Okay, I don't believe I should murder anybody. You know, I don't believe I should steal, and, you know, all that stuff, you know. I don't believe I should do that, but I just can't forgive. They did me wrong. Can't get over that, man. I got to, you know. So I don't want to deal with that portion of the Bible. But he says here, I want you to be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. Now listen to this. For then, you, not God, you will make your way prosperous. If you are making sure that the word of God is coming out of your mouth, you're studying it, you're meditating on it day and night, you're doing what the Bible says, You'll make your way prosperous. He didn't say, I'm going to prosper. You're going to make your way prosperous because you're following the formula. And then you'll be successful. And if King James, it says you'll have good success. I want to be successful. Okay. Read the word of God. Meditate on it day and night. Make sure that the word of God is coming out your mouth. Stop talking trash. <laughs> stop, talking, stop talking about what you have and start talking about what the word says you have. Right? Well, I just don't think I can make it. That's not what the Bible says. <laughs> I am what the Bible says I am. I have what the Bible says I have, and I can do what the Bible says I can do. So whatever else, is, is not, whatever else goes against that is contrary to that. I'm not speaking that. Stop talking trash out your mouth and then do what the Bible says to do. Then, after all that, then, not before, but then after that, you'll make your way prosperous. You're going to make your way prosperous. And then you're going to have good success. Now, I mentioned earlier that whatever you allow to come into the door of your mind will get into your heart and begin to influence your words and your actions, right? I preached, I've been, the last two weeks I talked about that. Now that's dangerous if you're allowing the word, wrong words and images to enter into your mind. But if you allow the word of God to come into your mind, it will transform your life for the better. If you begin to read the word of God, study the word of God and meditate on the word of God, it will begin to produce the fruit of success in your life. Can you say amen? See, the word of God contains everything that you need to live a successful and prosperous life. It is the key that unlocks every closed doors. It has the ability to remove every obstacle that's in your path. But you have to read it on a daily basis. You have to meditate on it on a consistent basis. You have to speak it repeatedly. You have to live it regularly. And then you'll make your way prosperous. And then you'll have good success. That's the formula. Every morning, when you have your set time, you spend time in the Word of God. Right? You, you fill your mind. Instead of, instead of watching some goofy program that ain't going to help you at all, put the Word of God in your mind. Instead of watching the news, instead of looking at Facebook all the time and reading all the crap that's on there and Instagram and 
TikTok and all the other. Tra- you know, I was like, I was, I, you know, what's amazing? They said that the, uh, I was watching something. They were saying that the, the, the company that makes TikTok is, is some other nation, right? And in that nation, all they put on there is scientific stuff for the kids. That's all they see is scientific. They don't see and no other crap, scientific stuff. Because they're trying to fill the brains of their children with wisdom, with knowledge, right? And over here, they give us the watered-down version. And they got our kids watching people look like an idiot uh, on TikTok all day. And doing stupid stuff. They say in that country, when they ask, the, um, when they ask children, what do you want to be? They want to be doctors and astronauts. When, our, when they ask our kids the same question, they want to be influencers. They want to be social media influencers. That's what they want to be. Whatever you fill yourself up with. That's why propaganda in, in, um, you know, in, in Hitler's regime began with the children. They controlled everything that they read and everything that they watched. Propaganda began with them. He said, if you can, if you can train up these children... We watch God's children work watching crap. <laughs> All right, God's not happy with this. But you got to put the right stuff on the inside of you if you want the right stuff coming out. Success and prosperity is going to begin with your words. The words that you speak out of your mouth on a regular basis. And I put here, if I got good news for you, you will never have, listen to this. I got news for you. You will never have prosperity in your life if you're always speaking defeat. We, will, we always talk about the power of our words and how they have creative power in them. We always talk about the fact that death and life is in the power of the tongue, right? Now, armed with that knowledge, it's plain to see that if you want to be prosperous, your words must also be prosperous. Your words must be full of faith. And that means that your mouth must be filled with the word of God. If you got defeat coming out of your mouth all the time, you'll be defeated. You'll live a defeated life. If all you talk about is how, you know, troubled you are and worried you are and sorrowful, you'll live a depressed life. You, 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 you're going you're gonna to have what you say. And because of the fact that what you think is connected to what you say, if you're not thinking right, you'll never talk right. You got to be thinking on the right stuff. You are the gatekeeper of your mind. And you have the, the authority to either let something in or keep it out. With that being said, Again, you must read, study, and meditate on the word of God every day. Again, not just when you have time or when you feel like it, but every day. And I've told you before, one thing I don't do, I don't take a vacation from God. I spend time with God every day. He gets my best, my first. I don't care what's going on, my anniversary, whatever. I'm spending time with God first. Then I get with you. God has to have priority. And, I, and then I put here, you know, why is that so important? Because the word of God can't come out of your mouth if you haven't put it into your heart. 
Whatever you read, study, and meditate on will go through your mind and begin to fill your heart. Then out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak. If your heart is filled with hate, you'll speak hate. If your heart is filled with fear, your words will be filled with fear. If your heart is filled with doubt, worry, and unbelief, then your words will be filled with doubt, worry, and unbelief. See, I, I know what you're thinking on if I talk to you for a few minutes. Because that crap will start coming out your mouth. And I, and I know you've been thinking on that. That's what you've been meditating on. That's what has filled your heart. And that's why you can't help but speak it. But if your heart is filled with the word of God, then you'll speak the word of God. Right? Whatever you filled your heart with is going to come out of your mouth. And that's why you need to read, study, and meditate on the word of God every day. I keep saying it because I'm trying to drill it in. You have to do that so that your heart will be filled with the word of God. And once you start speaking the word of God on a regular basis, and not just when you come to church, you'll start seeing changes in your life for the better. You just can't say it one time and that's it. You got to speak the word of God on a regular basis, even when it looks like it ain't working, especially when it looks like it ain't working. Because the devil will always challenge whatever word you get. He'll challenge it, you know. And if you don't, if you're not strong enough to stand up under that, you'll start talking about what you have instead of talking about what the word says you have. Finally, if you read, study, and meditate on the word of God, your actions will begin to follow. In other words, you'll start doing the word of God, which means that you're not just a reader, you're not just a hearer, but you begin to be a doer of the word. And that means that you're practicing wisdom. Again, we talk about the fact that wisdom is the principal thing, which means that it's the most important thing that you can have operating in your life. And we just define wisdom as the ability to apply knowledge accurately for results. In other words, wisdom is doing what you know, not what you feel. You got to do what you know to do and not what you feel like doing. There's times when I don't feel like, you know, I was, I, I, you know, I was thinking about this recently. I was studying the scriptures and, you know, the Bible says, therefore, let us offer up to God the sacrifice of praise. Right? That is the fruit of our lips, giving glory to him, right? So I looked at that and I said, you know what? See, praise is a sacrifice. <laughs> Oftentimes, right? Anybody can praise God when everything's going good, <laughs> right? But praise becomes a real sacrifice when things are not going your way. And you can still praise God. And so he says, I need you to give God a sacrifice of praise. I know that all hell's breaking loose in your life. I know that things are going down and you don't know what to do. But what you need to do right now is praise God. Give him the sacrifice of praise. You know, this is sacrificial. This is something that I don't feel like doing this right now. I don't, I don't want to do this. But I'm going to give you the sacrifice of prayer. I'm still going to tell you how. All, see, we praise God not for what he does, not for what he's do for us. We praise God for who he is. You thank God for what he's done. 
but you praise him for who he is. And no matter what you're going through, God is still good. He's still faithful. He's still wonderful. He's still amazing. He's still the great and mighty, awesome God, no matter what's going on in your life. And he says, I, I need you to, see, I need you to give me the sacrifice of praise. And it, the sacrifice of praise, the Bible says, is the fruit of your lips. It's not, oh, he knows my heart. No, I want, come out your, I want you to say it. The fruit of your lips. Give me praise. See, you, you praise your way out of depression. The Bible says he gives us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, there's a heavy spirit trying to rest on you. And he says, if you want to get that thing off of you, that foul, depressive spirit off of you, praise your way out of it. You begin to praise me, that thing will come off of you. See, the devil wants you to be depressed. He wants you to, you know, you know, just be soaking and worried and stuff like that and in fear. And God says, I want you to give me right now the sacrifice of praise. If you praise me. If you begin to praise me, I'll deliver you from this situation. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about, I think it was either Hezekiah. I think it was Hezekiah, King Hezekiah. I believe so. But bottom line is he was, he was facing this huge army, right? And God tells him to go out. I'm going to paraphrase this, but he's, he goes out, right? And he says, we want you, he has to praise, he sends the, the Levites in front of them. And they begin to praise God and, and say, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Right? That was the praise they were giving God. And the Bible says, and when they began to sing, they, and they began to praise God, that God set ambushments for the enemy. And here the enemy is over there, huge army. They start fighting against one another. And by the time... That Hezekiah's army got there. They killed one another. The whole army was dead. They killed one another. He sent such a confusion in, in their camp when they began to praise God. They did just start killing each other. And by the time they got there, they're all laying across, just dead everywhere. And, and the Bible says it took them three days to gather the spoil. They're taking silver and gold and all this stuff. And gold. I mean, they're taking all this. It took them three days to, to gather it all. And they called it the, you know, the Valley of Baraka. And that word means blessing. <laughs> they got blessed big time. Three days carrying away spoils. They didn't even have to lift their hand to fight. All they had to do was begin to praise God. And God's saying, if you begin to praise me, I begin to fight the battle for you. You won't even have to fight in the battle. All you have to do is just, just praise me. Just give me glory. Just, give, just tell me how awesome I am. You start doing that stuff, I'll start fighting for you. <laughs> so we got to start doing those things. And God is, God is saying, see, I see, I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> but, I, but that was for somebody. That we have to offer up to God that sacrifice of praise. Yes, you know, the fruit of our lips. Don't talk trash. Praise me. Don't stop talking about what you got. Stop talking about, you know, how bad you feel. Stop talking about how depressed you are, how worried you are, how sick you are. Start praising me. And he said, if you start praising me, you start giving me the fruit of your lips and start speaking the right things out of them, then I'll start moving in your behalf.
I start healing. I start delivering. I start fighting your enemies for you. You don't have to even fight. I, I'll do it for you. Just begin to praise me. All right, now. I got to get ready to close. But when you're reading, studying and meditating on the word of God, what you're doing is you're filling yourself with the knowledge of God. And when you begin to speak the word of God, you begin to practice wisdom. That is when you begin to make your way prosperous. And that's when you begin to produce good success in your life. See, this is all, this is all a process. You know, this is, if you want to have success, it just don't happen. You know, you spend time, years often time, studying the word of God, speaking the word of God, living the word of God. And then next thing you know, your life starts changing. And then everybody starts looking at you and they be like, wow, man, you know, that's really awesome. Like, yeah, it took, <laughs> you're an overnight success. Yeah, it was a long night. <laughs> that's the, it just don't happen, man. It takes, it takes time. You know, and I thought you think about it, you know, some of you 30, 40, some 50, even more, you know, and, and you, you've been living life a certain way for, 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 for that period of time. <laughs> and, you know, and that's why you can't think that you're going to do one thing and it's going to race everything <laughs> because it took you all those years to get here. <laughs> right, right. So it's going to take you also some time to reverse that and to get things where you want it to be. You know, here you are, you destroyed your finances, your credit and everything. And you're thinking, well, you know, it's just going to, you know, my credit going, your credit's not going to be, if you destroyed your credit, it's not going to be good tomorrow. <laughs> you got to work on that. But we want God, you know, we, we, when we do the things of God, we want to give one time. <laughs> and then he's supposed to, you know, just like rain money from heaven on you or something like that. Just like anything else, it's a process. It's a process to read the word of God. And, and I mean, you know, I've been reading the word of God every day like this for over 20 years. You know, speaking the word of God on a regular basis. Doing my best to live the, the, the word of God to the best of my ability and then asking for God's grace to help me. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it takes a while. And then you, you look at, you know, my life and you're like, wow, you know, you're blessed. Well, it's because... I'm doing things to produce success. It didn't just happen. We were at one time living hand to mouth, struggling. I remember, I never forget, I was in the living room, walking through the living room, and I was like, God, man, I need some help with my finances. I was jacked up in my finances. I'm like, God, I need your help, you know? And God started, I mean, he started like, giving me wisdom and, and giving me direction as to what to do and where to go. And I said to God, I'll never forget, I said, God, I said, I never thought that you would be interested in my finances. And he said to me, I am concerned about everything that concerns you. And I was so messed up about it because I destroyed my credit when I was a kid. I was 18, and he started sending me all these credit cards, and I was in college, and, you know, we eating cup of noodles out of a, out of the can and you know like <laughs> we're doing whatever we can chef boy rd out of a can no heat on it just eating out the can you know we're just like trying to make it through as a college student and he started giving me these credit cards <laughs> and i thought it was like free money man started spending buying stuff all over the place next thing you know i come pay for it 
and I destroyed my credit. And I was like, my God, man, you know, I can't get nothing. I can't get a car. I can't get nothing, you know. And God took me through a process. And it took, it took, it took some years to go through this process. But I pulled myself out of that. And now that's amazing is that what I do for a living now. <laughs> the thing that I was aff afflicted with has now become, you know, the, the thing that has given me the most employment in my life. Crazy. But that's what God will do for you. But it, you have to, but you got to apply. I, he wasn't just, he didn't just, you know, I didn't just hit the lottery. He just let me pay everything off. It was a process. And we got to learn to go through that process. And if we learn to go through the process of God and we'll apply what God is telling us to do, then we will find good success. I got to get ready to close up, but I wanted to, I'm going to share one more thing with you. And I was wondering if I was going to get into this, but I am. I'm going to go ahead and finish up because I think I can, I can finish up right now. Amen. Now, once God makes you fruitful, once God gets you to the place where you're fruitful in life, then he's going to begin to prune you. Oh, God. I don't know if I should jump into this, but I'm going to. John chapter 15. I'm reading verses 1 and 2 in the Amplified Classic Edition. And it says there, and this is Jesus speaking. And he says, I'm the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. You know, in the, in the King James, it says he's the husbandman. And it says, any branch in me that does not bear fruit or that stops bearing, he cuts away and trims it off and takes it away. And he cleanses it and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit, to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. And I'm going to give you one more scripture, and then I'm going to get into this for a minute, and then I'm going to close. Isaiah 27, verses 2 to 3 says, And that way, in that day, it'll be said of the redeemed nation of Israel, a vineyard beloved and lovely. Sing a responsive song to it and about it. And listen to this. It says, I, the Lord, am its keeper. I water it every moment. Lest anyone harm it, I guard and keep it night and day. Now, I'm going to get into this real quick, and I'm going to get ready to close. God is the great vine dresser or keeper of our lives, right? We are his garden. I think that's just so beautiful. In other words, it's him that takes care of us. He waters us, refreshes, and cleanses us. And by doing so, he makes sure that no harm comes to us. He guards and protects us day and night from the hand of the enemy. And I put it here, it's a beautiful thing to be the Lord's garden. <laughs> he will never leave us unattended. He's going to make sure that there are no weeds found there and that we are growing properly. He's going to make sure that we're productive and healthy and prosperous. And he will also begin to prune or cut away anything that's hindering our spiritual growth. That's what a vine dresser does. And we're going to get real quick. What is a vine dresser? A vine dresser's job or a vine dresser's job is to prune, to train, and to cultivate vines. His job is to remove unproductive or unfruitful branches and to prune the ones that are fruitful so that they can be more fruitful.
God's purpose in pruning us is to make us more fruitful and productive than what we already are. Now, I'm going to get into this just for one second, and then I'm going to close. Once you begin to have fruit in your life, God is going to then begin to prune you. And that just simply means he's going to start cutting away anything that will begin to hinder your growth. It could be people. You got wrong people in your life. They will stunt your growth. They will stop you from growing properly. If you got the wrong, if you got the wrong friends, you know, speaking into your ear, it'll stunt your growth. And, and sometimes, you know, we'd be like, I don't understand why so-and-so left or whatever, you know. And oftentimes it's because God, he needs to prune you. He needs to cut away the dead stuff. He needs to cut away anything that's going to hinder you and stop you from being as productive as you can be. Here you are trying to be successful, trying to be productive, and you got somebody in your life that as, as, as every time you try to climb up, you try to pull you down. And he's saying, God's saying, I need to cut that away. But see, the thing is, with people that's different from a regular vine is that we have a free will. And although God may want to cut it away, we want to hold on to it. We don't want that person to leave. We don't want to stop doing that. It's stunning your growth. I like it, though. <laughs> I love that person. I want them. But they're, not, they're no good for you. But I love them. I want them. And God is saying, I need to cut that away. If you want to be more productive, if you want to be fruitful, I got to get that thing out of you so that you can. And see, and you'll go so far, but can't go any further because of the fact that you got this dead stuff around you that you refuse to allow to be cut off. That's a word for people today. I needed to end by saying that because, you know, there's going to be there's some people here that, that, that you're going to be, you know, God's going to he wants to use you. And, and, and you could be very productive, but if you got the wrong people around you or you're doing stuff that you should not be doing, it's going to stunt your growth. It's going to stop you from being productive and going as far as God wants to really take you. So allow God to do his job and be the pruner in your life and to cut away that dead stuff. When he starts telling you, all right, you need to stop doing that, that's him cutting. He wants to use those shears to cut it away. He starts telling you, you need to leave that person alone. Get away from them. Allow them to cut that off of you. If you do that, then you will become even more fruitful than what you are already. You know, some people in life, they do, they're doing all right. You know, they do okay. But God says, I want you to be great. I don't want you to be mediocre. I want you to be all right. I want you to be awesome. I want you to be excellent. And I can't make you excellent until you're willing to get rid of that stuff. Because you may say, well, I'm talking right. I'm, I'm putting the word of God on the inside of me. I'm living right. And that's great. But if you got people around you that are hindering you. So, you know, when Abraham, <laughs> here's Abraham. Now, Abraham is living a productive life. He's doing great. 
God loves him. He's obedient to God. He makes, he makes one error. He takes with him Lot, his nephew. When God tells him, I want you to leave everybody. I want you to leave everything right there. He takes his nephew Lot with him. And here Lot is in his life, and he begins to, become, he begins to cause strife. You know, and finally, Abraham just says, look, man, <laughs> let there be no strife between us. See, strife can hinder you from being productive and fruitful. He says, let there, no, let there be no strife between you. Look, we're brethren, man. You know, let there be no strife between us. He says, if you want to go that way, I'll go this way. If you go this way, I'll go that way. You, you, you choose. Just separate yourself from me. After he separates himself from Abraham, the Bible says that then God speaks to him. And says, after, the Bible says, after Lot has separated from him, now look up. Before that, nothing. <laughs> now look up. You know, from the north, south, east, and west. He says, I'll give you all of this land. I'll give you all of this stuff. <laughs> if you can count the, the stars that's in the heaven, so shall your, your children be. After Lot had departed from him. Not before. See, before that was happened, before he separated himself, he was productive, but not as much as he could be. And the minute that Lot leaves him, we find out where Lot's blessings were. Because next thing you know, Lot is living in Sodom and Gomorrah, which is the worst nation in the world. In a moment's time, he loses everything he's had. He had at one time, when he was with Abraham, he had as much as Abraham had. But he departs from Abraham, he gets kidnapped, and he loses everything. And Abraham has to go and rescue him. <laughs> so we know who, who hand uh, of God's blessings was on. It was on Abraham and everything that was connected to Abraham. So as long as Lot was connected to Abraham, he was getting blessed just like Abraham. The minute he disconnected himself, he lost everything. And so you got some people... They're just riding. They're along for the ride. They're the freeloader. <laughs> they're the person that just won't go. And they're causing strife. And they're causing problems. But I just love them, you know. So you don't let them go. And until you do, <laughs> you'll not be as productive as you can be. So I always say you got to get rid of a lot. And you got to throw Jonah overboard <laughs> if you want God to be able to bless you like he wants to. Can you say amen? I'm going to close right there. I'm going to close right there. But I, I'm telling you right now, God wants you to be fruitful. And he says, I'm the vine dresser. I want to cut that dead stuff off of you so that you can be fruitful and even more fruitful than what you already are. But you got to allow me to cut that dead stuff away. Can you say amen? amen? Lift your hands to the Lord. We're about ready to close. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just praise you. We bless and worship you. We magnify and adore you. We glorify you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for speaking to each and every one of us. We know that you, I know this word was you. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that everybody that's here under the sound of my voice heard it, received it, and will ultimately do it. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that everybody in here is going to become a man or a woman of the word. 
a man or a woman of prayer, that they're going to study and meditate on the word of God day and night so that they can, they can observe to do everything that's written in it. Because if they do that, they'll begin to make their way prosperous and they will have good success. And Father Ford, we just want to say thank you. We bless you. We give you the glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now listen, if you're here today, you're watching online, you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus, and you want to do that. Or if you're backslidden and you know you are, and you want to get it right with God again, I just want to pray for you. If that's you. If you're here, stand up on your feet. I want to pray for you. If you're watching online, wherever you are, I want to pray for you. And um, we'll just, oh, we're going to all do that together. As a family, we're going to all pray this simple prayer. All right? I want everybody to pray this prayer after me. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead to make me right with God. Now, Heavenly Father, I accept the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Come into my heart. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, come on, let's just give Jesus a praise. Hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give Jesus a praise. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. To God be the glory. All right. What we're going to do now, we're going to get ready to close. We're going to worship God here with tithes, with offerings, special giving. You know, the Bible says to honor the Lord with your substance, the first fruits of all your increase. He says, if you do that, your barns will be filled with plenty. Your presses will burst out with new wine. See, like I said earlier, see, you know, do you know you need to give? Yeah, I know. I know the Bible says that. Do you give? <laughs> That's the question, right? We have to practice what the word of God says. When, you know, see, God will never try to take anything from you. He's trying to get something to you. And when you honor the Lord with your tithes and with your offerings, he's able to then take that offering and multiply it and then give it back to you as a harvest. So let's learn how to practice the word of God. And that's how we do wisdom. Tithes and offerings, they go in this envelope. You're going to write a check. You write it to the love of Jesus. You can give on your debit card. You can use our cash app at cash sign L-O-J-N-N. You can use our Givelify at Love of Jesus of North Nork. You can also zealous at lojnorthnork at gmail.com. And you can give your offering that way. I'll also mention to you that we're in the process of going through, uh, getting ready for our Christmas toy giveaway. First of all, if you have children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, cousins, whatever. If you have any kind of children that need toys, we want to bless them. All right. So after service, you can see Minister Latoya. Raise your hand, Minister Latoya. You can see Minister Latoya or you can see Marlena. She's in the back. Um, you can see her right after service and she will help you register for your children because we're going to uh, we're getting ready to do that. Um, if you want to give towards that, you know, you just want to bless a kid or something like that. And you want to give towards that. You can use our um, cash app at GJTCDC, that is, that is where all of the offerings are coming for the toys. Or you can Givelify, GJT Community Development Corporation. We'll give you that information as well if you, still, if you need that. But we are having our toy giveaway on Thursday, December 22nd. And it's going to be at uh, 7 p.m. 
and we're gonna bless kids like crazy. All right, we always do a great, we always do wonderful, you know, um, uh, you know, wondering, put together. We have our choir ministering, it's awesome, and then we give toys away. We uh, blessed over 100 kids last year, and we wanna do the same or more this year. So it's gonna be right here, December 22nd at 7 p.m., and you should definitely come. We need you to register. Don't wait until the last minute because we want to start buying toys very soon. We don't want to wait to the last minute. We be shopping and we can't get into stores and stuff like that. We want to get them now so that we're ready. All right. So please let us know. Thank you. Um, also, let me mention to you that this Thursday, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I'm not going to be here doing less talk. <laughs> we're going to be I'm going to be um, by the time less talk starts or would be starting. I'll probably be eating some. Uh, <laughs> Some collard greens or something. <laughs> I won't be here. All right. So we're, we're not going to do that this Thursday. Um, let me see. All right. I think that's it. Let's, let's worship God. Come on, you guys ready? Let's worship God with tithes and with offerings. Hallelujah. Also, we want to, you know, we, I'm believing God for our, our church to double in size and believe in God to fill every seat in this place I want you guys to help us with you know inviting people to church we have our palm cards here you should take one of our palm cards and invite some people to church you know take five six seven ten of them twenty of them give them to people that you know invite people to church with you all right we can also give this to you digitally so we can text it to you and then you can text it to your friends make it easy and just you know invite people to church all right, so you can get one of these after service. I have, I have a bunch of these. And let's, um, let's grow this baby, all right? We're going to worship God here. Stretch forth your hands. Let's pray for this offering. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for everybody that gave to this offering today. Father, bless your people. Open up for them the windows of heaven. Pour them out blessings that they don't even have room enough to receive. Shower them with the blessings and with the favor of God. Give them more than enough where there is no lack. Cause your people to prosper, to flourish, to grow, and to be successful. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. All right. Everybody stand up on your feet. Let me bless you as we get ready to leave. If you're here for the first time, I would like to greet you. Just wait for one minute. Let me give you an eye. Let me just say hi to you before you walk out the door. Um, all right. Let me bless you. The Lord bless you, keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious and merciful and kind to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, grant you his holy peace in Jesus' matchless name. I want everybody to say, I'm blessed and I can't be cursed in Jesus' matchless name. And now turn to somebody next to you and tell them, you are blessed and you can't be cursed in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. I love you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you not Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to be enjoying turkey. You too. And then I'll see you Sunday, next Sunday. Love you. The Lord bless you.